playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's Radical Latino is taking you to another level. my people welcome back to another episode of the radical latino show it's your host the radical latino what is popping i know i'm dropping for thanksgiving you know what i'm saying i call it uh you know white supremacist murder day you know what i'm saying <laughs> but um i'm dropping for thanksgiving because this is the episode for you guys you already got you guys already see the title um and i'm interviewing my dude hercules you know what i'm saying uh that's a that's a, a a brother of mine a friend of mine that i found on twitter and then from there we just been rocking out you know what i'm saying i i love his information um he also has a youtube channel and you know he has a twitter account so all of that all of his information if you want to follow him and all that is going to be on the link down below but this is an interview me and him had and I, first of all, the, the, the reason why this interview happened is because he posted um, up a video about how we shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving. And I 100% agree with that. That's the main reason why I even made this episode. And I told him, I was like, yo, bro, look, I really love what you said. You know, let's spit that real shit on my podcast and let's rock out. Let's vibe off. And he was with it. And this is the episode that we got you know what i'm saying so i hope you guys enjoyed it and here's an interview with me and her welcome back to another episode of the radical latino show it's your host the radical latino now i have a very special guest with me because i'm bringing you guys a very special episode i want you guys to put your hands together for my dude hercules what's popping bro hey what's going on what's going on man not much, just chilling, just chilling. Listen, I want to thank you for finding the time to come in and, you know, have this discussion with me. The We both you we both know why we're having the discussion, because I feel the same way how you feel. So I know Hercules because he's from Twitter and somebody that I actually was following his content. And he actually put out a video not too long ago about how we shouldn't celebrate Thanksgiving. And I found like that to be a, something interesting that we should talk about because I feel the same way, how we shouldn't be yeah. celebrating a white supremacist holiday. But before that, I want to, you know, I want you guys to get to know Hercules a little bit. Now, Hercules, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm from Washington, D.C., born and raised, man. Uh, that's where I grew up at. I uh, traveled around the world, got to live in Asia, got to live in Africa. Um, my next trip, you know, hopefully I'm going to South America. I want to go to Central America and spend some time down there. Uh, I'm all about, you know, black power, black empowerment, you know what I'm saying? Breaking the chains of white supremacy, you know. Um, and, you know, that's me. You know, I'm a martial artist. You know, I teach. I have a school. And I'm a mentor with these kids, you know what I'm saying? And trying to make, help the children out, help the youth out to live a better life and let them know, you know, you know, the world is, 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 it ain't all it ain't all sweet and honey, you know. Yeah, nah, I feel you. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta educate the youth, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta we gotta teach these kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but um, it, it's actually it's actually pretty inspiring. So you say you a martial artist, bro? Like you be beating these white people's asses? What's going on? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you should say that. <laughs> it's funny, yo, because the majority of tournaments that I go to is majority white people, and and when I go to the joints, they don't never say nothing to me when I walk in. <laughs> it's only after I beat them. They come up to me and like, yo, man, well, you know, they want to meet me and shit. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, bro, how the fuck did you make me flip five times in the air, bro? What the fuck? <laughs> so uh, what? What yeah, made you? What yeah. made you get into the uh, into martial arts and actually teaching it? Like, what made you do that? Uh, ever since ever since I was a kid, off and on, my dad, you know, uh, put me into it because as a kid, I used to always get <laughs> get in fights and I used to get beat up, and I didn't know how to fight. So, you know, my mom was like, look, take his ass up to the studio, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. and took me to the studio and, and I started training and, and I was just fortunate that the guy that I started training under was one of the top, you know, martial artists in America named Ki Wayne Kim. Wait, wait, and, wait, name, name what? Ki Wayne Kim? Yeah, his name was Ki Wayne Kim. Word? Yeah, he's one of the top Korean martial artists. Period, you oh, know, in shit. America, in the Western Hemisphere, and I just started, you know, started training under him. And his protege is a guy named Albert Cheeks, who uh, who took me under his wing. And that's how I just, I just started getting into it off and on as a as a kid and as a teenager, um, just going back and forth, you know. And I, when I became an adult, um, I didn't want to teach, you know, it wasn't something I wanted to do, but. Um, after a while, you know what I'm saying, um, somebody, uh, somebody said, yo, you should teach. Because I was, I was a personal trainer for a while. Mm. And then, you know, the guy that I was working for, he was like, look, you should teach martial arts because that's what you like doing. So I said, all right, I'll try it. You know, and I tried it and I kind of liked it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't, because I didn't, you could make a living off of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so I didn't, I wasn't really into it, but find out yeah you can you can make a living off of it so i worked for a couple of people and this one school that i was working at the parents they was like man you are real good we want to we want you to start your own school and you know saying we'll come and we'll train with you and what? i was like really yeah i was like really i was like nah i can't do that to the guy who hired me because you know saying he didn't have to bring me on you know what i'm saying yeah and, uh, i was like i can't do that so it took me like a year because they kept they kept trying to get me to go, and I was like, nope, nope. But you know, what I'm saying the guy started changing his school and started changing the, the way they ran things, and and I was like, look, y'all becoming whack. And I said, you know what? I turned to the parents like, look, I I think I picked you guys up on your offer, and I said I was out, and I just started doing my own thing, you know. Oh, that sounds way better than what I thought. I thought like a couple of kids were getting chased by the neighborhood bully, and they just stumbled around around your backyard and you were just hanging up clothes and you looked and you were like, all right, let me just beat them up. You beat the, the up the neighborhood bullies and they're like, oh, wow, thanks, mister. And then they start, and then they start, like, how did you learn all that? And then you started teaching the neighborhood kids how to fight. That sounds a lot better than what I thought. <laughs> nah, but, uh, yo, now, nah, so what made you, what made you want to travel the world? Was it something like you went to the army or was it something like you said, yo, fuck it, let me just go and travel the world and explore, but, but beyond what I grew up around? Like what, what, what made you want to do that? Uh, I think I would have to attribute that to my parents. My dad, he uh, he traveled. He had traveled the world 
um, when when he was younger, and my mom was always that that I guess that free spirit because she always she moved around a lot. You know what I'm saying? I live with my dad a lot, and then my mom had moved. You know what I'm saying? On her own. You know what I'm saying? And my parents wasn't together, but my mom had moved, and she moved around a lot. And when I and when I went to go live with my mom, she always taught me. You know, never be afraid to go places by yourself. And mm. I learned that as a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Just going places by myself. So my dad, and then the opportunity came uh, when I was in uh, my late 20s to, to go overseas. You know what I'm saying? My friends called me. He's like, look, um, I'm over here. Won't you come and visit? And I was like, I don't want to come over there. He was like, come on, man. You ain't doing jack shit. You got a place to stay. You know what I'm saying? It was, and, and they were living in Cambodia. And I was like, all right, fine. I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never been in Cambodia. I was like, all right, fine. So I packed up and went over that joint. And um, and I loved it. And I was like, damn, this, this is nice. You know? yeah. It was a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? a lot of people and stuff. And, um, and uh, my dad, actually, my dad had ended up retiring. And he had moved to Ghana. Because mm. he always wanted to go live. He always wanted to go live in Africa. And he had, you know, met people here that were from Ghana. He would travel back and forth. So when he retired, he just packed everything up and he moved over to Ghana. And he was like, yo, Hurt, you need to come and visit. So one summer, I ended up going to visit um, him in, in Accra. But I ended up staying for like a year. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, was just, it was just an experience. And then, you know, then I went, then I went to uh, Cambodia and I lived in Southeast Asia for like two years. So, Damn. So what yeah, was you know, what was your like, ex- as a kid? As yeah. A, as a kid, it was just something I always wanted to do. Ah. Uh, so what was your experience living out in Asia? Was it different from living in Africa or, or whatever? Or like, what was the culture shock? Yeah, the culture shock for me was. Um, I you know, actually it wasn't too much of a culture shock because because. I grew up, and even though I was born in D.C., I, I went to high school in California, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, out, out in San Francisco. So I, I spent time around a lot of um, Asians' kids, you know, there were Filipinos and Cambodians and Laotians and Vietnamese. So I spent time with them as a, as a teenager because you know, I was attracted to the, the Asian girls. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so when I went, you know, when I went, I, um, I, I, I just automatically adapted because I just, you know, I loved it. I loved the culture before I went. And the thing, I say the one thing that I kind of was surprised at was how they viewed black people. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> they was like, they was like, um, um, yo, what are, you, what are you doing here? What are you, what are you a DJ? You know what I'm saying? What, what are you a dancer? You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like a fucking dancer. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't just travel. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell? So, so what I found out is that they don't over in Asia, especially like in Korea, and China, and Japan, and, and like north, especially the northern part of Asia, which is crazy. If you actually think about it, they view black people as dumb. Yeah. And yeah, but when you go south to like Vietnam, Cambodia. They will embrace you as a brother if you embrace them as brothers. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Because when I, when I got yeah, because when I got to Cambodia for like my first two months, I was hanging out at the clubs where all the foreigners was hanging out. Mainly a lot of white people, you know, the the, the Norwegians, yeah. the Australians, the Dutch, and the British. I was hanging out at bars and clubs with them, 
And, you know, they really wouldn't speak to me. Yeah. And I was, and then I said to myself, wait a minute, why the hell are you hanging out, trying to hang out with white people overseas when I'm in America? I don't even hang out with white people. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Let me hit the hood. And I just hit the hood in Cambodia and they looked at me was like, yo, my man, what are you doing here, son? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think so it's it because of the you think it's because of the 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 culture where how I think believe I believe during the the Vietnam War the general or the dictator I don't know whoever they studied under Marcus Garvey and they look, viewed as black people as soul brothers do you think that's the reason why Some of yeah I you know from my experience what I experienced was that a lot of the uh, uh like I said in the south in the south like say Thailand let me talk about I'm talking about South Southern Asia, South Asia. Yeah. All right. So Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia, Singapore, all that Philippines, right? From what I learned from being over there, the the people that graduated from Western universities or a Western school, private school, they coming away with that ideology that black people are dumb. Uh. But those people who didn't, who never went to the Western universities, who never went to Western schools, they they embrace you like you know what I'm saying like you're brothers like, like yo we brothers man you yeah. you brown I'm brown you yeah. know what I'm saying and and I was like because I started you know what I'm saying the people I started the Cambodian people the Vietnamese the Thai people I would meet that had that education that had them college degrees always had that you know that that uh, uppity air about them like they was better you know what I'm saying. Uh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, y'all, y'all all, so y'all got brainwashed, <laughs> and now, and now y'all think y'all better than the motherfuckers. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. That's funny. So, um, when you went to Africa, how how was that like? Was that the same thing, a culture shock, or was it way different? I was, I would say it was, de- yeah, that was like, I was definitely a culture shock because I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. That was my first time. Um, I, I arrived at night, so you know, it was just like. Wow, you know what I'm saying? You're stepping off the plane, and it's funny because you know Cambodia. When I got to Cambodia, uh, Philippines, and Vietnam, they all had that same smell. Yeah, it, it smells like dirt and oil in the air for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it was it it, it was um uh, people like I said people over in Africa. I mean, they embrace you. You know what I'm saying? You come over there humble and not you know what I'm saying like some arrogant ass American, and that's why I tell people, yo. Do not act like an American when you go overseas, all right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you would get your ass in trouble. And I definitely got in trouble, which is why I had to stay a year because I ended up getting locked up. Oh, <laughs> damn! Wait, 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 hold on, wait, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. You got well, locked up abroad, bro? Were you trying to uh, bring in coke or something? Like, what's going on? <laughs> nah, man. I said, like I said, I was acting like an American. I um, I got into a fight. With, you know, just got into a street fight with some uh, some brothers over there. And um, you know, I was. I had oh, that that's fight. how you really <laughs> learned how to fight over there. Yeah, you learned in the prison, bro. That's what it was. No, <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so man, it's like I tell people, man, don't act like a person when you go oh, there. You know, man. Kind of, you know, recognize the behavior, the uh, the etiquette and stuff. Yeah. And do what they do. You know what I'm saying? That way, you don't you don't find yourself in trouble. Wait, wait, like wait. That. So, so how long were you locked up for? Oh, I, had, I only had to do uh, two months. Oh, two months, but was a prison? Damn, whoa, that's because I've been locked up here. So that's what I'm saying. 
was is the prisons way different from here than there? Obviously, but like, how different are they? Oh hell yeah, America, man! American prison is luxury, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine <laughs> luxury, man. So yeah, it was it was crazy because for like the first the first two days I was I was in there because my dad didn't know where I was at, uh-huh. and I and I, I I wasn't able to call him. And um, the first two days I didn't eat. Oh, they man. they don't have they don't have to feed you. <laughs> what? <laughs> they, they ain't got to feed you. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 they ain't got the rules and the laws that we got over here. So that yeah. that was like crazy. I was like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was wild. It was a wild experience, man. That's crazy. All right. So um, what was I going? So so how was Africa then? How was that? It was it was lovely, man. I went. I, I learned a lot. You know what I'm saying about the culture. One thing for me, one um, as a teenager here in America, I was always attracted to girls that were from the motherland, from Africa. Yeah. And you know, I would try to date them. And what I what I was confused about was why in the hell would they so much more American? You know, had much more American pride than I did when I grew up here. Yeah. And so when I went over there, I found out is that they they are their brainwashing of from from uh the Europeans over in Africa is worse than what we have over here. Shut up. For real? These you know, guys they love they they love and idolize you know Americans and white people and it, it was it was funny because I was trying to say to them like, "Wait, hold up. Why then why do you love white people this next? They're like, no, 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 no. We don't respect the British because we know the British treat us wrong. We we like the Americans. You know what I'm saying? They treat, I said, whoa, 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 hold up. Wait, you think they're two different people? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's how they see it. They see them as two different, you know what I'm saying? Two different people. I'm like, no. Oh, no. They, they the same They're the same group, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. Get the fuck out of here. So yeah, I was like, no, because that's how they saw. They see Americans as the good guys, you know, the British are the bad guys, you know, because it's colonized by the British. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so their educational system is steeped into the uh, the like a Western a Western style curriculum. Um, one of the things I wanted to learn when I got there was like I wanted to learn more about African philosophy. You know, cause I heard so much about it, you know. So I was like, damn, I want to go notice so. People was telling me, you know, go to go to the University of Accra, you know, maybe they had the books there for you. So I would go to the university. I went to the university, went to the bookstore, and on the shelf, all they had was philosophy books from Europeans. What? You know, that's it. They had Hegel and Descartes. Oh, you know, nah, like, nah, 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 <laughs> nah. And I was like, where is the African philosophy? And they was looking at me like I was dumb. They was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like you had you three know? heads, right? They, they were like, why the fuck you want to know about African philosophy? Yeah, I was like, what the hell? They're like, we don't, we don't study that. So this was, this was actually like, I went over there in, two, I was going to say 2002, I believe. I was over there. Damn. Um, and from what I'm and from what I'm seeing and learning now, there 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 is a push now to where they're starting to embrace, you know, saying African philosophy over there. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, there's a brother over there named uh, Dr. Cambone. He teaches at the University of uh, Accra, and he's definitely he's from America, and he's definitely, you know, saying pushing, 
you know, tell them that we need to learn more about our history, your history, and oh, and that's a sub, bro. That's a sub, yeah. bro. Oh shit! Yeah, it was, it was, it was an experience. You know, what I'm saying it yeah. was fun. I had fun. I met a lot of met a lot of good people. You know, what I'm saying I went to the uh, slave dungeons. You know, they call the slave capitals. You yeah. know, I went to them. You know, checked it out and. You know, it was just an experience, you know, you yeah. just to be there and, and actually like, like, wow, I'm actually here, you know, where my ancestors came from. And yeah. it's like, wow, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what made you, now you see a lot of times uh, people who, you know, black and Latin, you, we find out our history, find out that we were enslaved, we find out all this other shit. And we, there's two different roads certain people take. We either fight against white supremacy or we bow down and accept it. What made you, because I've seen your Twitter, I've seen some of your YouTube videos, what made you want to fight white supremacy? Um, I guess, I, I, again, I guess I got to uh, attribute that to my dad. He was definitely a strong um, African-American who emphasized and was studying African history and standing up against you know, white supremacy standing up against white when, you know, we can't bow down to them no more. And that was like, you know, he made it mandatory that I read. When I thought I had, I had to read when I was um, 13, both my, my, my martial arts teacher and my dad, you know, say both, you know, forced me to read books. Mm. And one of the, one of the first books my dad gave me was this book called um, African People and European Holidays. Mm. And, it was like, wow, what? You know, it was kind of like a mind opening. Um, so, so, just so, so that was like my first, you know, fan introduction to the African American studies. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I was 13. And, and, and on top of that, we was forced, he forced us to watch. It used to be a television program that came on PBS called For the People, mm-hmm. which had black American scholars you know, talk about African history and psychology, just just like, you know, talk shows today, but all the scholars on there were black and they were just getting into, you know, this deep history stuff. So, you know, all the uh, scholars that you hear about, like John Henry Clark, Amos Wilson, and Marima Ani, and, you know, Ivan Van Sur, all these people on there. So as a kid, teenager, I had to watch, we had to watch this show. And yeah. after the show went off, you had to be able to tell my dad three different things. And if you couldn't tell him, then your butt, you, you got your butt whooped. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, so it started young with the African, with that African American studies. And as I got older, you know, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? As I got older, just living in the world, you know what I'm saying? You just start to see things. You just starting to think like, wait a minute, man. Why is this? And why is that? And, you know, and, and we see the injustice that's happening to our people all the time. And it's like, yo, this has got this is crazy. This has got to stop. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and now I'm at the point where I tell people my whole thing now is my I tell people we have to let go of Western culture if we're going to survive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If we're going to survive as a people and if the planet is going to survive, we gotta let go of Western culture. Period. Mm. You know? Mm. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's it's just it's just, you know, how the direction that Western culture is taking the planet in and taking us towards is not good. And so, you know, you have to speak out against it. You have to stand up against it, man. Yeah. Like now, that. that's a very good way of segueing to our main topic. You know what I'm saying? Our main topic. Mm-hmm. 
why shouldn't we celebrate Thanksgiving? Now, I'm not going to be here playing devil's advocate whatsoever because sometimes I like to do that so the conversation could keep on flowing. But right now, I'm totally going to agree with you. We shouldn't celebrate Thanksgiving or Christmas or how my my Latin people call it, you know, sangiving or crema. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm going to totally agree with you. Now, tell me why you decided to make that type of video. Uh because that's, Wait, somebody, that's, that's, uh, that's, some, I don't know, somebody's calling me. But anyway, continue. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, you know, that's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the holidays that we are participating in, and it's not, it's, we're celebrating the death. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I say our, understand that I'm talking about black people, African people, ancestors. And I'm talking about the indigenous Latino people here in mm-hmm. America, the indigenous natives here in America. When I say, when I'm referring to our and we, mm-hmm. okay? <clears throat> we got to make that so, distinction very clear. Yeah, you're right. So when I say, yeah, when I say that, that's who I'm referring to. So we are celebrating death of our ancestors. You know what I'm saying? And you are participating in that. And people are not understanding that when we participate in uh, white people holidays and, and, and European holidays, it's, this strengthens them. It makes their spirit stronger. It makes Western culture stronger. It makes white supremacy stronger. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, so as an African descendant, and all, you know, saying I also have indigenous people in my family line. I have Latino people from Cuba in my family line. Mm-hmm. As as a descendant. And of an indigenous descendant, we are. I'm looking back, and we, we like, hold up, man. How are you going to celebrate the death and slaughter mm-hmm. of the people? You know what I'm saying of your ancestors. And something we have to, something we have to be very, very cognizant and clear about. When things, yeah. Thanksgiving started, it had nothing to do with the celebration of togetherness. This happened later on when they try to whitewash the history of Thanksgiving. That happened yeah. later, later, later on. The The crazy mm-hmm. thing is when, mind you, you know, I grew up here, you know, I learned the, the, the curriculum from schools and stuff like that. When a white man told my class that it's crazy that all of you black and brown folks are celebrating Thanksgiving and celebrating Columbus Day and all that with somebody that enslaved you, my jaw as a kid dropped. And I literally looked at my teacher. I, I, I shit you not. I literally looked at my teacher and I said, you know, for real? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, is he for real? And she literally <laughs> did not look me in my face and, and looked down. And she was like, uh, yeah, yeah. that." And I'm like, wait a minute. And that from that moment on, I started to learn more and more and more and more and more and more, wanting to know more and wanting to know more. And whenever that day came, I never felt like it was part of me. Never felt like it was something I should be celebrating, even though people around me celebrated it. And I want to say this real quick. Um, just because there's a holiday that's happening, that's national holiday here in America, does not mean you need to celebrate it or you're celebrating it just because your job is out that you can't work or you know, you're just sitting down, just chilling or whatever the case is and everything stopped. That doesn't mean you're celebrating it. Because a lot of people say, well, in the system of white supremacy, you're still celebrating it. 
even though you're not celebrating. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that is that that does not mean that it's true. Celebrating is something that you're participating in. If you're not participating in that celebration, you're not celebrating it. Regardless if you want to say that it, you know, everything stopped or whatever the case, nothing is really working right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless. But the thing is, it's kind of funny because if you really look down into the history of Thanksgiving, it actually starts back in 19, no, not 19, sorry, 1637, Massachusetts, with this governor who actually declared Thanksgiving of a celebration because the colonists, um, war of volunteers left to go fight the Pecan Indian tribe. And this is a massacre of 700 Indian people. And this is the real, real, real story of Thanksgiving. Something that we're going to be celebrating the massacre of our people when the real people who should be celebrating Thanksgiving is white folks. And on top of that, what are they really celebrating? They're celebrating the slaughter of our people? You know what I'm saying? That's that's celebrating white supremacy again. And what Nilly Fuller says, there's nine areas of activity that white supremacy affects. And the by the fact that we got indoctrinated to say, oh, Thanksgiving, there's nothing wrong with it. Actually, there is. That's the celebration of our slaughter. Celebration of our people being decimated and mangled and all that. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, for a lot of black people who don't think it, Thanksgiving had anything to do with y'all, which is wrong because black people were already here in America. They were um, intermingled with the native people. You know what I'm saying? For what my understanding is, I could be completely wrong, but for what my understanding mm-hmm. is, that's what it was. Is that correct or no? <clears throat> yeah, some, you know, some people had that viewpoint. Um, I would go, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the edge with that viewpoint, but I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, black people, I mean, I, yeah, we should be celebrating that period because we're assisting, and in, in, like I said, we're assisting into that that spirit of white supremacy. We are helping the European affiliate, you know what I'm saying, which we learned from Marima Ani, the cultural seed that they feed off of. And as we celebrate and give thanks, their culture gets strong. Now, like you said, many people say, you know, especially many African-Americans are like, look, man, I'm not celebrating that. You know, I'm not celebrating that history and that slaughter. I'm just being thankful, being grateful, you know, for another year and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm saying, no, as long as you are being thankful and giving thanks and gathering together on that day, mm-hmm. you know, on that day at that time. It's still celebrating. Therefore, you are participating because you hear every year. Everybody talks about, you know, we're just getting into the holiday spirit, the spirit mm-hmm. of the holiday. Mm-hmm. What spirit are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're talking about the spirit of white supremacy, that the European spirit, that cultural spirit. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. And therefore, if you're getting into the cultural spirit, therefore you are strengthening that spirit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it, yep. it doesn't it doesn't do us any good as a people because our ancestors understood what spirit is and how yep. it works. Yeah, you know it. The indigenous people was heavily into understanding the spiritual world and understanding you have to give uh, praise and 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 um, libations to the spiritual world. And African people did the same thing. So when we're getting together on on these holidays and 
and participating in, that's the modern, modern day of giving libation and praise to the spiritual world of the European spirit. And that's why it is so strong. That culture is so strong and is dominating everywhere. Mm. And people just don't want to wake up out of the matrix mm. and don't want to see for what it is. And you, as much as you can tell them, mm. hey, look, man, you got to stop doing this. We have to stop doing that. You know, it's like, nah, man. It's you know, really, this is, this is, you just want to go backwards to the old down days. Yeah, like, nah, it's really, man. it's really, we gotta f- wake up. Yeah, it's really <laughs> funny how you said about the Matrix because remember that one part when uh, Morpheus tells uh, Neo that these people are so embedded with the Matrix they will fight to defend it, and yeah. it's you know it's absolutely true when it comes to you know us in the system of white supremacy. You see a bunch of other people. You know, the Minicoons, Latin coons, black coons, just talking about, yo, uh, there's no racism. Yeah, there is white supremacy, but I don't see it. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just, you know what I'm saying? So you see all these other things going on with these people who white supremacy is right in their face and they choose to ignore it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And actually, wow, it's funny because I remember when I was. Uh, I want to say 16, about 17. And my, my mom's friends, they, her friends used to always enjoy talking to me because, you know, like I said, I, as a teenager, I, I read books and, you know, I was on that intellectual level. So they was like, they would come to the house. Some of them would be like, yo, man. And they would sit, they would like talk because I could converse with them on that level, you know, yeah. the, the adults, right? So there's one person that came over one time and he saw me watching a video of, uh, it was probably somebody like, you know, Asa G. Hilliard or John Henry Clark. And he was like, yo, you know this guy? I said, yeah. He's like, yo, he is deep. He's got really like him out his neck. And I turned to him, I said, wait, hold up. Aren't, because he was, he was heavy into the church. He was a Christian. Uh-huh. I said, wait a minute. How are you a Christian and you know all the truth and stuff? And he was like, yeah, I know the truth, but, you know, I just want, I just want something to believe in, you know? Yeah, wow. You know, he, he knew, but he just didn't want to wake up, get out of the world. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. just was comfortable. Yeah, and living, and, and, and the thing, white supremacy is just like wow. And the thing is, these uh these white supremacist holidays are so inter uh, intergrained with religious texts. So we feel, sorry about that, Lola. <laughs> so we feel that we have to we have to celebrate these type of things because. It's something that God would want. And who wants to defy God? You know what I'm saying? Who wants to go yeah. against God? So the, the even the fact that most of our you know Bible text is rewritten, and he, they even have a version called the King James Version, you know, is rewritten in, to fit a white supremacist ideology. And it's so contradictory that people who still believe in the word will still go out and defend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, the society that we, the society that they built is, it has a strong grip on us and uh, the generations before us. So this is why I always like, teach my students and I teach my children the truth. You know, it's like the next generation, they have to be woken. So we have to teach them the truth. You know, I tell I tell my daughter, now my daughter is 13, you know, I tell her, like, tell the truth about Thanksgiving. I say, you know, I don't want to celebrate this holiday. And this this year, 
you know, I'm taking her, take her to the family house so she can see her other family members and stuff. But I said, yo, this is going to be the last time I'm taking you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because this is a holiday we can't be participating in, and I don't want to participate in. And teach our children about it so they can stop participating in these holidays and wake up. So, you know, one of, one of these generations, they have to be, they got to wake, you know, because yeah, yeah, if yeah. we just keep feeding them and the same stuff, then we ain't going to never wake up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like um the way the way I see it, the way I see it is, uh Thanksgiving is the same thing as Christmas. You know I don't I see that as a regular day. That's all it, I see it as. I see that day <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a regular day. I don't see nothing different from it. Um the only thing that I do like I do celebrate or whatever is New Year's. You know New yeah, Year's. Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, my holiday right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. New Year's, my birthday, and ba- and that's basically. It, you know, you know, Cinco de Mayo, you know, here and there, Dominican Day Parade or whatever, you know, that's what what I do. But after, before, but you know, the whole Thanksgiving and Christmas, nah, that's not for me. That's that's white folks shit. You know what I'm but saying? It's so funny. It, what was refreshing about being overseas in Asia was that they did not celebrate that, and I was because I would look up, I was like, wait a minute, it's Christmas, right? And they did, it wasn't a holiday over there. Uh huh. You know, yep. Thanksgiving wasn't a holiday over there. Um, um, what's the other one? Um, Easter was a holiday over there. Yeah, and I was like, damn, I, you know, it felt, it felt, it just felt so different, and it felt actually it felt refreshing not to have these European holidays. And I was like, yeah. whoa, this is nice. Yeah, you, you know why? <laughs> because everybody obviously didn't know, but let's say, for example, everybody knew. Everybody would be on code and just see that as a regular day. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's why it was refreshing to you, and that, and to be honest, that should probably be refreshing to me if I was over there. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 shit that shit is wild. And the the fact that the fact that some some people might be just listening to this and going like, "How dare you go against um um a holiday that is so dear to our you know all that other bullshit." In the end, of, in the end of the day. Is because these the people who are yelling at their phone right now <laughs> is because you guys are indoctrinated with this whole thing. You know, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't see that as a holiday for me. You know, we have to understand that our oppressors, our enslavers put these how they force these holidays upon us. That's the whole point. They force these yeah. holidays upon us the same way how they forced their language upon us. Our original language is not English, it's not Spanish. That's a European thing. Our original religion is not Christianity. That's a European thing that got twisted up. You you feel what I'm yeah. saying? So for those people who are yelling at their thing, I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> all this other bullshit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's doing all of that. You have to really look in the mirror and see why you want to celebrate that so hard. Mm-hmm. I tell y'all, I tell people like, look, man, slavery's over with. We're not colonized anymore. You can let that stuff go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and they look at you crazy, like, what? No, man. But people have to understand, just like you said, this is these are stuff that we learned from the days of colonization, from the days of slavery. Mm-hmm. These are the holidays that we was taught. Um, we was black people were only allowed to read the Bible when they allowed us to start reading. Yep. And 
down in Central and South America, you was forced. You was forced to be a Christian. Yep. You'd be a Christian or die. Yeah. You know? And and so it's people's and then, then people would throw the argument. Well, you know, they had Christianity before, you know, slavery, before the white man. Mm, no, it was not, brother. You have to go back. If you go back, you understand that what we had, the story of the creator sending his son to the earth to teach the righteous way to live is an ancient story that came out of Africa and no, it was not called Christianity. And yep. Christianity is the religion. You got, people got to understand that the religion is not the doctrine. You know what I'm saying? The religion yeah. is how the doctrine is interpreted and taught. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so everybody, like you said, they got the King James version. We read the King James version for what? King James, they wrote that version to... Um, further, to, uh, further enslave us. Yeah, to enslave us to justify their reasons. You know, there are hundreds. There are over a hundred gospels attributed to Jesus, but yet people only read three of them. Mm-hmm. And who said? You know, what I'm saying who said those three are the authentic ones, and the rest ones are false? Exactly. Who said that crap? Yep. We didn't. So why the hell are you only reading three gospels? There are a hundred of them. You know, what I'm saying we said so we got to go back and get what's ours. And and we have to get back into what's ours. And I blow people's mind with this all the time. I say, you know, if you actually think about it, Jesus was a man of voodoo. Mm. <laughs> he was a, Jesus was a voodoo man. Mm-hmm. When they say when Jesus disappeared for those 13 years, where did he go? Mm-hmm. They said his mom sold him into slavery in Egypt. Well, if he grew up in Egypt, he grew up in the land where black people that 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 comedic religion was similar to what voodoo. Mm-hmm. So he left out of Egypt. He goes back over to Jerusalem. He starts preaching uh, the gospel. Starts preaching a different way of living, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold up, man! What mm-hmm. the hell are you talking about?" They that's why they persecuted because they didn't understand what he was talking about. Mm. You know, what I'm saying? he's coming. He's coming teaching some different doctrines and different thoughts different philosophy that they had no idea. They was like, look, we don't understand that. We're not used to that. And that way of life that Jesus learned was an African uh, philosophical thought. Yeah. And African philosophical thought is deep into voodoo. And most of African religions, they all spirituality, they all the same. Mm. We have to, so people got to get back and we have to get back to connect to what our ancestors had. You know what I'm saying? And if people, you know what I'm saying, they um they don't understand, you know, they, get, they, you know, they probably get uh uh confused of voodoo. The word voodoo means creator. It means the created, the omni the omnipresent. Yeah, it's a spiritual system, right? You know what I'm saying? It's it's the airway word for omnipresent. And white people are the ones who took the word voodoo and turned it to this evil crap. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Evil this negative thing, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They wanted to flip the game on us and we bought it. Yeah, not knowing better, you know. So, so that's no. So we have to get back to who we are as a people. And once we accept the ways of our ancestors, that's why I like that guy, this guy, um, Native American guy, Michael, uh, uh, Doctor Michael Yellowbird, in his book. Man, he talks about getting back to your indigenous ways, getting back to learning the ways of the ancestors, being spiritual and accepting the spirit, and learning how to communicate with the spiritual world mm-hmm. is what our ancestors did and 
it makes you stronger as a people. Yep. And the thing is the same thing that African people did. We we communicate with the spiritual world, we communicate with the ancestors, with the Arishas, and and this was who we are, and this is how we pray as a people. But once we let that go and we accept the Jesus, and even I say, even uh, uh, Christ, Judaism and Islam, once we accepted those things, we all just bow down to the European worldview and embracing their white supremacy culture, and we're strengthening it as we pray to their God that they gave us. Mm. Mm. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> and it's crazy. Mm. So we have to, yeah, so we have to get back to who we are and be proud of who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and stand up as a proud people and be like, yo, this is who we are and this is who I am. Yeah, self-reflection and self-reliance, you know, reliance is very important because what the what power comes from the mind you know once you establish who you are and once you know who you are with your history that's very dangerous because you start breaking away those cultural chain chains from white supremacy once you start breaking away those cultural chains now you become a rebellious person a rebel you're going against what they taught you what they indoctrinated you for you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that is very, very important. Going back to your ancestral roots, learning from what you learned, learning from what um what they were were learning back then is extremely, extremely important. And once we start doing that, you'll start seeing that you'll become more freer, you'll become more enlightened, you'll actually start feeling a lot better about yourself and all that other crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll start being less stressed. You, you feel what I'm saying? The the, yeah. the the fact the fact is like a lot of people from overseas, even some of my family, they're like, yo, I, I can't I can't live the way Americans live. Y'all literally work till y'all die. Y'all work every other day, every <laughs> other day, every other day. And then um and then yeah, you know, y'all like all stressed out. Over there overseas, usually you work and then you chill. You're chilling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you come back, you work or whatever, and then you chilling. The, the 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 money over there goes a lot like you know longer and all that. So that that really resonates with me. So you know, we gotta it's very true. We gotta go away, get away from that, you know, European white supremacist uh mentality. We gotta break those chains away because once we start doing that, then that's when we start becoming more freer than when we are. Definitely, you hit you hit the hammer, you hit the nail on the head, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. As I as I try to always do, you know, sometimes I'll be rambling, but you know, it is <laughs> definitely, yeah. You definitely know what I'm saying? You know, that's why that's why that's why I said tell you got to tell people you have to let go of Western culture because of the way it has taken the world in the direction of this this materialistic world we living in. You know, this capitalistic yep. world society, you know, this getting money, you know what I'm saying? And it's focused. You know, that's, that, that wasn't the focus of life. Mm-hmm. For Europeans dominating the planet, people wasn't focusing on, yo, I'm trying to get rich and stuff like that. You was focused on being one with the planet, being one with yeah. the earth, learning about the earth and how to be one, because we come from where? A spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And we come from we come from the spiritual realm, and we got to go back to the spiritual realm. Yeah, and that helped us out a lot because we had connections to the land and everything. A lot of people don't know that when the 
uh, pilgrim. I don't call them pilgrims. I call them murderers. Pilgrim is another word for murderers. So when the murderers mm-hmm. came here and they settled, they were going through famine. Let's keep it real. They were going through famine. They didn't know how to um, cultivate the land. They didn't know how to survive during the winter. They didn't know none of this shit. It was until the Indians came and said, yo, you know, listen, fam, y'all fucking up. This is, we're we're going to help you out. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what, that's what the, you know, the native people did. And that shows our compassion. That shows our, you know, our way to, of humanity saying like, all right, y'all a bunch of murderers, but listen, we don't want y'all to die. You know, th- this is documented. I think was it called in James? I think was it Jamestown or whatever the case is. There was a whole winter where white folks were just eating each other. Yeah, yeah. White folks were just That's- eating each. other. I think that was in Jamestown, right? I th- I, I, I'm not sure, but I, yo, that's real. That's real talk. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, one of my favorite. Uh, I consider myself an Amos Wilsonist. You know, mm. you know, you have some of the elders. They say they Garveyites. You know, they yeah, follow yeah, yeah. Malcolm X. You know, I'm a follower of Amos Wilson. You know, I love his works, all his books. And one thing he always says is that the world is turned backwards. Mm. You know, the people who are actually the savages. You know, turn around and make you know, and try to make it seem like they're the civilized ones. Mm. And before Europeans came over here, living in Britain, France, Italy, and Spain, they was living that savage life. Mm. They was living a filthy, trifling, dirty life, and they they didn't even like to wash, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It was up to the Moors, right? How the, how the hell you don't like to wash? Yeah, you yeah. Know what and and there's a, a book. Um, American Holocaust by David Sanders, and he says, and he's talking in there about when they was in um in in, in the fifteen uh, hundred, and they was doing all these witch burnings and stuff like that, and killings of people and stuff like that. Man, in Italy, these motherfuckers would kill someone, rip their bodies apart, and and sell it on the market. Jesus, cannibalism Sa- savages came from them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This cannibalism stuff came from them, and, and they want to try to sell it as you know the natives were cannibals or African people. You know they were cannibals and stuff. Nah, they the ones who was out there killing, killing their own people and selling their body parts. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and they came from they came from that harsh, trifling, disease set pool life that they lived in. This is why they had all these this plagues. You know what I'm saying? They talk about the uh, the black plague. Yeah, that was only in Europe. It wasn't yep. over here. It wasn't yep. in Africa. It was only with them because they didn't like to wash and they lived in filth. Yep. And when they came here, they was like, "Holy, what the hell?" They looked around and saw how clean the people were and how they bathing every day. You know what I'm saying? They eating fruits, eating vegetables. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They live in this natural life, and and that's what they learned. They learned from us. They learned how to live from us. And when they they learned that shit, they set switch. Yeah. And now the natives are the savages, and they try to be and they present this. This is why again, Amos Wilson's book, uh, a falsification of the African consciousness, tells you that that American history is nothing but mythology. Mm. And they flip the whole damn script. And trying to make it seem, oh, you know, they present they presenting this story of you know the cowboys. You know what I'm saying? You know they 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 just they just trying to make a way for themselves. You know out on the out on the range. You know 
trying to yeah. trying to pull up they live by the bootstraps, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but that wasn't the case. These were just fucking straight murderers. Yeah. Going around killing men, women, and children, killing children. You know what I'm saying? And killing the women. Just straight killing them. And this is what they did. This is this is what cowboys did. This is what their job, this is what the American government paid them for. This is what rangers, this is what they got. They got paid to kill Native Americans. That's it. Yep. So this image that they want to present as, yo, you know what I'm saying, they, they just, you know, rugged men, you know what I'm saying, trying to, try to make them living out on a range, you know, law abiding. Look at that bullshit. That was straight <laughs> murderers, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. George Washington was a straight, George Washington was a fucking straight murderer. Yep. He was famous for going over to the Ohio Valley killing the Native Americans and taking their goddamn land, selling it to the rest of the Europeans that's coming over here. That's how that motherfucker got rich. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's a saying? fact. That's <laughs> a fact. That, that, that they present. It's like, yo, we got to get out of this matrix, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact, bro. That's a fact. Yo, we could literally do this all day, bro. But I'm going to, you know, going to wrap it up because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go too 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 long, you know what I'm saying? But tell them tell the people where they can find you, man. Yo, y'all can hit me up on um, Twitter, Herculean Karate. That's H E R C U L I A N K A R T E K A R what K what Karate K A R A T E. Yeah, it's gonna be in the uh, it's gonna be in the link Twitter, description down below. Anyway, so yeah, continue. King Hercules on the YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Just check me out. Um, yeah, and you know, I'm a, um, I, I definitely, definitely gonna start posting more content, you know what I'm saying? Getting this message out. But um, yeah, you definitely want to hit me up. I respond quicker on Twitter though, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 like he he responds and he puts a lot of good information on on Twitter and stuff. But um, listen, Herc, bro, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for finding the time to come in and and having this conversation with us um remember all his, his twitter and, and youtube is going to be in the link to, uh, on the description down below and you guys go follow him he has some good great content and you guys will learn a lot just like i did you know like don't let's not get that whole thing twisted no but listen hurt thank you so much for coming in yo thank you brother man i love listening to you and i'm a Stay tuned and, yo, be looking out for your new vids, man. All right. So that was the episode with me and Hercules. Remember, all his information is going to be the link down below. Remember, guys, everything that I talk about, if you guys disagree, just hit me up on the comments, Twitter, Instagram. I'm always open. You know what I'm saying? If you guys do want to celebrate thanksgiving and christmas and all that i do your thing you know what i'm saying i personally don't do it you know and if i do want to celebrate somewhat something i'll celebrate like togetherness you know what i'm saying but either way i don't like celebrating a you know a europeanized whitewashed holiday when it's really celebrating you know holocaust you know really celebrating a genocide you know what i'm saying so that those are just my thoughts but if you guys like what you heard, hit me up, you know, on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, Radical underscore Latino underscore, and I'm going to catch you guys later.